Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is you inky savages are joining me for episode number 123 of the Penboy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Thanks for joining me. It's always appreciated. So I want to talk a little bit about some ink. The ink that I like to use and the ink that I find very important to use is inks that are permanent. And the reason why is this. Nowadays, what you have is mailbox fishers. They're these losers who they'll crunch up a empty water bottle and wrap it with double-sided tape, connect that to a string, and throw it into a mailbox. And then they'll let that sticky water bottle grab a whole bunch of mail. And then what happens is they'll... They'll fish that mail out of the mailbox, and then they got all your mail. They'll open up the mail. They'll find checks that you may have written. And yes, there are still people that write checks, like me. What they'll do is they'll dip that check in some sort of solution to lift the ink off of the check. And then they'll rewrite the check. And the person who wrote that check is out the money because loser will have deposited it and gotten the money from it. And then the original recipient, whoever it was, maybe it was a landlord, you're mailing a check for rent or something, they never get it. And that's how people find out. They find out that the amount is different, the recipient was different, and they find out after the person who was supposed to get the check didn't get it, and after the money was already withdrawn from the bank. So that happens frequently. And how do you prevent such things? You got to use solid permanent inks that won't harm your pen, but is reliably waterproof. And guess what? Due to our friends distributing Colorverse over at Luxury Brands, you don't have to look any further than Colorverse Office Series inks. With permanent black, blue black, and photo gray, you can get all your permanent writing done without fear of being mailbox fished. Or the more common thing, you don't have to worry about accidentally sneezing onto your page and having spit smear everything that you just wrote because nobody likes that. So the Office series has three colors. I hope they do expand. But those three colors are appropriate for Office series because usually a lot of documents have to be in blue, blue, black, or blue, or black, right? I lost track of what colors we're talking about. But they also have the photo gray, which is kind of like a pencil color, right? So if you take a pencil and you write with it, that, the photo gray. I like it. It's cool. And it reduces nib creep. Like I always used to use Noodler's Black, which I still do. One of the complaints I have about Noodler's Black is the nib creep. And I don't have to deal with that when it comes with the Office Series Permanent Inks from Colorverse. So please check those out. And if you're going to buy them, make sure you buy them at Goldspot, my other sponsor. And make sure to use my affiliate code, which, I'm sorry, I keep calling it code. It's actually a link. Make sure to use my affiliate link. It's in the description because what happens is it helps me out every time you make a purchase. I get 5%. And that goes towards the empire that is the Pentertainment Studios LLC. And it's much appreciated. And I love you guys for it. I love you guys forever for it. So make sure you check those out. And also, don't forget about the best bean there is on the planet at brlcoffeeco.com. B-R-L, coffee, common spelling, co, C-O, dot com. And make sure to use coupon code ROY at checkout for an additional savings on all products on the brlcoffeeco.com website. And the same thing applies to Goldspot. 
when you use my affiliate link. Some exclusions for Goldspot does apply. But anyway, we had an interesting discussion this week. We talked a lot about pens and Yoroshi. I think it's really cool. I love the Platinum Izumo. That came up a lot, so make sure you stay tuned for the entire conversation because we learn a lot about Urushi in discussing it. So to me, it was a very valuable and interesting conversation. But before we get started with this week's episode of the Pentertainment Podcast, I want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words both from Tom and I, mostly from me. So be forewarned, you have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Pet Boy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage Savage. And Inky. Sexist shingles. Test. <laughs> Test. That was a great title. That was episode number three. I remember because the title sticks out to me so much. I think when it comes to creating titles, you're just the absolute best. This, that title was Thank you. The Sexist Shingles Infection. I think it was just fantastic. I have a certain I have a certain enjoyment in naming things. Yeah. I like naming things. I think that's it's awesome. Fun. I think you're great at it too, so thanks. So talk to me about what you know. About Yurushi. What do you know about Yurushi? Yurushi. Because to me, it's almost an, it's an enigma, and it's almost I don't know what enigma enigma means. Is that like a mystery? If it's that's what it means, then yes, I use the word properly. It's like a perplexing issue at hand, I suppose, or like issue? something that's like a puzzle. I don't know. That's what you're saying. An enigma. It's like it's perplexing and mysterious, but at some at some. It's also like a mystery built into a puzzle. I don't know. Okay, so... But I, Arushi is kind of straightforward, though. No, it's just not. And I'll, well, I'll no. tell you why I think it's an enigma after you tell why? me what you know about Yurushi. All right. Well, I know that it's on really expensive pens, number one, because it's a very laborious process to create a Arushi pen. Okay. Lots of layers of lacquer. Hand hand applied, from what I understand, mm-hmm. and it's just really. It, but it does give a different luster than most other types of lacquers that are out there. There's a, there's a certain depth of color, and it's kind of like it's kind of like an oil painting versus acrylic. Okay. I want to say that's like my that's like my artist's uh, analogy for it. Is that oil you could put? It, it, there was a. Venetian painter, his name was Titian, and he was known for his Titian red because it had so, so many layers of red in it that just the the color on it was just so rich and robust. He was just known for it. And that's why I kind of like Urushi is like for me. It's just, it's, it's something that requires a lot of time and effort, and it shows in the luster of the material. Okay, you... St- so you, you said that it's a lot, on a lot of expensive pens and you made a comparison of what it is to you, but you still haven't really answered what it, Yerushi is and why does it give it that luster? Why is it on expensive pens? What's its properties? What makes it special? Like, why it is special? it, yeah, why is it coveted? Why has it been used for centuries and centuries? What are its benefits? Do you know anything about that? Isn't it, uh, I mean, I'm just kind of shooting from the hip in thinking I've heard some of these things before, but it's, it's from a, it's from sap, right? Tree sap. I don't know. 
I didn't do any research uh, oh, for this. I thought I thought we were, I thought you were quizzing me and you had all the answers. No, no, I'm asking because <laughs> I've been talking about it with people here and there. I talked about right. it with Bryce because Bryce is he knows something about it because he has the platinum Izumos that I have a platinum Izomo Izumo in the green and it's a gorgeous pen. It's gorgeous in its classic simplicity and the Yurushi lacquer is really nice, but there's something about it. There is something, there's a je ne sais quoi about it that I can't quite put my hands on. I don't know, my finger on, I don't know what it is, but yes, it is different, but I can't figure out why. So I, I even, there's nobody that knows more about Yurushi in America than I think Jonathan Lane, even though he's with Coles of London now. He spent three decades working with Platinum and learning about Yurushi. And I asked mm-hmm. him, what okay. he what he told me about Yurushi okay. is that it's applied oh, I gotta go back to the text message. Cause when he starts talking about it, he gets like he 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 talks as if I am down with the lingo and, and all this stuff. So I can't find his message. Hold on. One oh, second. come on. Like you don't know about pens and stuff? <laughs> like you this, don't know the pen lingo? No, he, I this converter feed. <laughs> all righty, hold on a second. Let me go past it. Okay, hold on a second. Nib. <laughs> Nib. Nib. Where is the start of this question? Jonathan Lane, where are you? Jonathan Lane. Why okay. don't we have him on? You could ask him all the questions. I know. Why are you we, asking me all the questions? Should we get him on? Nothing. He's not on right now. Okay, so he's on a, he was on the middle of a Zoom call. And I asked him, mm-hmm. You know what? Why is Yurushi lacquer so coveted? Does it last long? Is it really resistant to scratches, etc.? He says, Yurushi is indigenous to Japan, and I'm thinking, no shit. Okay. He writes very, very durable. So I'm like, is it supposed to wear away over time? Because I've seen reviewers on YouTube who talk about Yurushi lacquer pens, and they'll say stuff like, oh, over time it wears off. And he says, hmm. no, scratches under normal wear, but can be fixed. So he so he's in the middle of a Zoom meeting, so he's texting me and Zooming for work. Uh-huh. And then he responds again, no, pilots are guaranteed for life. And then okay. he says they have lacquer pens and lighters at Estie Dupont. And they call it natural lacquer. So I okay. said, yeah, I'm asking about Yarushi in general, not right. specifically pilot. I don't understand why it's so coveted. Is it hard to apply? So he wrote, so it's a mix of several different varieties, a series of mm-hmm. brushes to apply. It's very, right. very hard when it dries, considered the world's best. So it's considered the world's best. So I see, I see a pen would be cheaper if it had seven layers versus a pen with 40 layers, right? He said, an emperor that has 40 layers and takes four months to make is much more expensive. So yes, less layers okay. would mean a cheaper pen. More layers would be a more expensive pen. Mm-hmm. So I said, so does more layers look better? So he says, when you have a raised takamakie finish, you need to protect the design, hence the multiple coats. So basically what he's saying is, like if you have a smooth surface pen, you can just apply it. You don't have to apply 40 layers. But a lot of these okay. incredible pens, they'll layer Yurushi on it. Then they'll do their gold dust artwork on it. Then right. they layer on top of that. Then right. they do more art and layer on top of that. And then they have to protect the, the height 
that the artwork causes, right? So like some of those pens have artwork that's raised from the surface. They need to kind of protect the edges of that artwork so they layer it a billion more times. Okay. So I wrote, oh, I get it. But for a smooth base ebonite, more would be unnecessary. He said, no, less, because there's no raised design to protect. He says to me, Google Emperor Goldfish and then check out Pilot 845, best example of what I'm telling you. So I didn't actually, I Googled it, but I didn't actually write any information down, so I don't remember. I remember the Emperor Goldfish has like four gazillion layers and it's like a billion dollar pen. I'm exaggerating the cost, but I can't type fast enough during this conversation. It's slightly inflated for, uh, (laughs) you know. So, so... I know it's less, I said, I said to him, I know it's, I, how many layers are on the 845? I know it's less, but does less mean that it's less resistance, resistant to wear and scuffs? So he responds in regard to the 845. I think it's six. And then he tells me, Google Yerushi tree sap durability. And he had a, he says, I had a disc of it and couldn't even drill into it, which is pretty wow. strong. Again, multiple layers are for protection of the design. So I said, oh, see, I see. I got a Platinum Izumo with seven layers of Yerushi lacquer, and it's really slippery and smooth and shiny, so much that I don't really touch it that much because I'm afraid it'll get scuffed if it rolls on my desk or if I'm holding on to it and my wedding band might scratch it. So he wrote, don't worry. That's the last thing he he said about that. (laughs) And don't worry. Yeah, so. Now, oh, thing, oh, there's another thing. thing I, was... I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just yeah. really got to throw this in there. I asked him later on, how do you compare the scratch resistance of Yerushi versus acrylic? He wrote, Arushi in my mind, I'm sorry, he wrote, acrylic in my mind would scratch, and then he writes, Yerushi is the best. So based on my conversation with Jonathan Lane, I would be led to believe that Yerushi is more scratch resistant than that of acrylic, like an acrylic fountain pen that we buy on a normal normal basis. So Yerushi is more scratch resistant to that. But then right. as I was doing Googling and stuff like that, I did see people say that the scratch resistance is only rated at a, a six out of nine or something like that, and that it wears off over time. That means it'll rub away over time. And I'm not sure who's how rating who's rating these scratch resistances. Gee, I don't know. That's a good question. I should have looked more into it. But the scratch resistance, just so everybody has an understanding of what six means, is if you get one of those Gorilla Glass tempered glass screen protectors for your smartphone, those are apparently rated at nine. So I was googling all this in between study sessions, so I didn't really dig into the details or write down or kind of reference anything. But then I was talking to Bryce over at Luxury Brands of America, and he was telling me about the Platinum Izumo, and he says that has seven layers of Yerushi lacquer. And he says it doesn't wear away over time, but it reacts to ultraviolet radiation over time and could become more and more transparent. So that, to me, might indicate people thinking that it becomes more transparent. They might think that it's wearing away when it's actually just becoming clearer, but still maintains its density and strength. But I don't know. I want to definitely look into it more and find out. I just okay, wanted to so see if you... Go ahead. 
Yeah, the UV thing kind of went in line with something that I had also heard too from uh, one of the pen meets I went to. There was a gentleman that had uh, several um, Nakayas mm-hmm. and had them in their own personal slips. And then we, I remember it was mentioned at some point or another. It's like, oh, I don't like leaving them out because of like the exposure to sunlight. Mm and the and the the reaction with uv so that kind of goes in line with what you what you heard about the uv as well mm-hmm. is that the uv rays can i guess create like translucency through the layers and mm-hmm. then decrease the scratch resistance mm-hmm. so for for as much as it could be deemed as scratch resistant and harder they are a bit more sensitive when it comes to just being out in the light because then that effect then gets lessened if it's more exposed to uv rays Mm, i see so you need to like put some sunscreen on your arushi lacquer pens if you go out riding in the sun i I don't think that people are going to do that right like how weird would you look you're not they're not going to spf their uh or their namiki emperor yeah slather on some good old uh suntan lotion Mm. so i'm on a website called JapaneseArtAndAntiques.com, and it has mm. some information on Yurushi. And under yeah. a page that says properties of Yurushi, it says Yurushi differs essentially from paint in the way in which it dries. Yurushi is not cured through a drying process, but rather requires exposure to specific temperatures and humidity. That is between 10 to 20 degrees centigrade and between 70 to 90% humidity. Within these conditions, the significant components of Yerushiol, so they spell it U-R-U-S-H-I-O-L. So the significant components of Yerushiol and lacquer undergo a chemical transformation that produces a curtain or layer of lacquer. Once Yerushi has hardened, it creates a lacquer sheath that can withstand acid, alkali, alcohol, and high temperatures. With its adhesive strength, Yerushi is completely different from any other kind of paint. Yerushi is not dissolved with water, but rather turpentine, camphor oil, or kerosene. Wow. Hmm. When water is applied to Yerushi, instead of it dissolving, the hardening process is hastened. Now check out this craziness. There's a part that says the cautions of Yerushi. Due to a toxic element within the Yerushi Yerushi oil component, if Yerushi okay. comes into direct contact with the skin, it can create an irritation much like poison ivy. However, there Ooh. are some people who have no reaction to contact with Yerushi. Wow. So with contact, in addition to the strong itchy sensation, there may be blisters and puffy redness. However, as long as there are no germs or separation, I don't know what separation is, from the blisters, the skin will return to normal. Exposure to Yerushi in this way may even result in a degree of immunity to further exposure. Wow, that's crazy. Weird. Yeah, so it's like... Yeah, because it is, it is tree sap. So if you're allergic to other things that are, you know, like tree nuts or mm. you know, poison ivy or something like that, you could be potentially allergic to that too. Oh, that, that makes sense. So yeah. there's also a lot of different varieties of Yerushi. I didn't know this much about Yerushi. But I didn't either is until we just started talking about it. This is very uh enlightening. Yeah, so it's been around for a very long time. 
So at the begin the beginning of Yerushi, Yerushi is the sap drawn from the Yerushi tree. It's called the species is called Rus verniciflua, verniciflua. And among all the varieties of natural lacquer, Yerushi has the most what superlative qualities mean? Superlative. Do you know what superlative? Superlative. Superlative qualities. Superlative qualities. It is said that in China, in China, lacquer has been used since 4000 BC, while in Japan, Yerushi lacquered items such as combs and trays have been excavated from the Fukui Prefecture Shimahama tomb that were used earlier than the Jaman period or roughly 5,500 years ago. So I don't know how long ago that is. Which is long? Which is older, 4,000 BC or 5,500 years ago? That would be the 4,000 BC. So 4,000 BC is older than 5,500 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's that's right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you have to take the amount that we're at right now. Right. So we're at two. We're at 2,022. Mm-hmm. Then you add it. Or, or you, you subtract it from that, what you, would you say, 5,500 years ago? Yeah. So then you subtract it to, from 5,500, just round it to, so you're at like 3,000 years ago. 3,000 mm-hmm. BC would be 5,500. So, so or, th- or 3,500 BC, if you want to do that. Couldn't they so have just... Like 4,000 BC is older. I really would have liked it if they just said that, because now we didn't, like all that math took at least two minutes of time we'll never get back. <laughs> So they could have just said. Yeah, they should just either. If you're gonna say, if you're gonna compare numbers and just say one is 5500 BC, just say the other one is like 4500 BC. Yeah, make it simple. So you said, oh, 3000 years. So basically, China lacquer has been used since 4000 BC, and roughly the Japanese Jaman period was about what 3500 BC. According Maybe. to, I'm just, I, I'm just kind of bouncing around some websites and just looking about this. I, I'm, I'm seeing like nine thousand years ago. For what, China or Japan? For Japan. Oh wow. But I mean, who knows? I mean, listen, so. it's, it's really old. In, it's old. We're not gonna argue about who's older because there's too many sources and we haven't researched it enough. But. It's important to know because I remember when Jonathan Lane was on the show and he was talking about the ST DuPont pens. He was talking about the lacquer on the ST DuPont pens and lighters being, at the time, natural lacquer or China lacquer. And kind of because, and I I really want to say that because of my, I guess, biased opinion regarding the, whatchamacallit, Chinese products that are like, you know, cheaper or they're not as high in quality and stuff like that. I thought China lacquer would be a, I guess, like a copy of the Yerushi lacquer, right? But in actuality, it go it dates back as long as the Yerushi lacquer, if not more, based on what I'm reading. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering... That's highly racist, Roy, by the way. It's just totally not because... Because I, I'm Asian. So. We're going to call this the racist Arushi lacquer discussion. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, I guess when it comes to tradition and history, they both date back. Now, 
where do they stand in terms of like anal retentive spiritual quality in terms of the application of it if that were a dick measuring contest i don't know who would win but i do know when it comes to the japanese the japanese i I can't even say who would win but the japanese definitely have an element of spirituality when it comes to making anything so to me that's why you have a japanese pen like a seven dollar pen the pilot what's the pilot disposable one called the varsity that'll write as well and the person who works on that nib makes sure it's as good as a huge emperor pen like the both pens will write really well and the reason behind that in the terms of the japanese quality and spirituality and this is what i've learned through western civilization teachers and stuff like that is this so you know how like a lot of languages has gender it'll have like masculine feminine or neutral like german or well, even or even turning like non-gender nouns like a book could be like a feminine or masculine right. version of the word right yeah. so like in spanish there's la and l for yep it's a, the, all the romantic languages i right. think do that too so degree. even germanic languages like like der dasen for what you call it german so mm-hmm. a lot of languages are revolved around feminine and masculine gender or neutral japanese is the same way from what i understand there's that but there's also seasonal everything is also seasonal they add elements of season to the language and with the mm. attachment of season you also have an attachment of life and death so a lot of the japanese people they believe that if they're creating something that they're imparting a part of their essence and spirit into whatever it is they're creating so it doesn't matter what they're creating they're going to make sure that it's the best because when they die their essence will be in whatever it is that they make right and to a degree that's true yeah yeah so when it comes to china lacquer even though it's as old i wonder what their motivation is in terms of the quality and care put into the application versus that of a Japanese. Like, I wonder if there is some sort of cultural belief like the Japanese have for the Chinese when it comes to this kind of lacquer and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I yeah. find it very interesting. And this whole fucking conversation was prompted because I have been spending so much time with this awesome, gorgeous pen, this Yurushi lacquer Platinum Izumo. It's the only pen that I have that is Yurushi lacquered. It's the first pen that I have that's Yurushi lacquered. Seven layers. To me, that's a lot. I mean, it seems very... I don't even know how a 40-layered Yurushi lacquer pen would look next to this. You, you know you know what I would... I'm, I guess I'm hungry for dessert, but every time you keep saying seven layers, I keep thinking of like the Italian seven-layer cookies. Is that the one, the rainbow? That, Yes, and I just think that that is an example of just what layers could do for you. That mm. cookie is like one of the best cookies you could possibly eat. Mm. And then thinking about like the trace leches type cake, mm-hmm. the ones that have like all those little tiny layers on top of it, mm-hmm. those are so awesome too. So like the more layers, the better, man. Yeah, definitely. So that applies to pens too. Yeah, 100%. But <laughs> so the thing is though, I'm looking at the Yurushi lacquered Izumo, okay? And okay. I won't be able to be able I won't be able to get an answer to this cuz I don't think they would do it or it exists. I wonder what the same barrel or the same pen 
would look like with instead of seven layers of Yurushi lacquer, would it look different with 40 layers? Like how different would it look if at all? You know what I'm saying? And would you be able to sell somebody on the fact that you'd have to charge a lot more for 40 layers? Right. Undoubtedly, because there has to be time spent putting each layer on. Sure. It's going to be more intense. I mean, realistically, if you think about it, the Yurushi Izumo, the Platinum Izumo, is I think the average cost with retailers after the street price, after they can give whatever discount they get, they can give, is $740. The base material for the Izumo is ebonite. Now, if you if there was no Arushi on it, with the 18 karat gold president nib, what would it cost? Maybe 400, 300? About, yeah, let's say. I mean, there's no way to tell because they don't price it this way. But let's just say it's three fifty. So let's say it's four hundred dollars for seven layers of Yurushi lacquer. What would it be mathematically if seven layers of Yurushi lacquer is four hundred dollars? What would the math come out to if it was forty layers? What would the pen cost? Well, I think at that point, because you're then comparing yourself with an emperor, it's got to be somewhere in emperor territory, which is about two grand. Well, let me think about it. Seven, we're going to add 40 layers. So if seven layers is $400, then what would 40 layers cost? Do you have a calculator? Is there a mathematical formula we can <laughs> use to figure this out? Let's see. So you said for, for, four, for seven layers, it's 400. Yeah. If your daughter in here, she would have banged out the answer already because all this stuff is fresh in her mind with math and whatnot. Was it four hundred? Was that fifty-seven dollars a layer? Is that does that sound right? That can't be right. Yeah, fifty-seven yeah. times. No, four hundred. Four hundred divided by seven is fifty-seven. So it's fifty-seven dollars a layer. Okay. So of fifty-seven times. So then we're gonna times that by forty. Forty, and that comes out to twenty-two eighty-five for the forty layers. And then so twenty-two eighty-five. Let's say twenty-three hundred. So and then add the extra the pen. What you said three fifty or yeah. four three fifty, right? Right. So that's twenty six thirty five. So let's say twenty. Will that be cash or charge? Twenty. Let's say twenty six hundred dollars for a platinum Izumo with forty layers, right? We can't compare it to one of the emperor pens because the emperor pens has forty layers, but in between those layers are months worth of artwork. That I, I'm not including in this one. Well, the em- but though, like the emperor that I'm imagining is just the solid emperor, because even the even the just the regular vermilion emperor is too grand. So it's we're not too even grand. Talking, we're not talking about Machiavelli. We're not talking about gold dust. We're not talking about putting tanuki sacks on there. We're just <laughs> talking about just the Arushi lacquer. So which pen are you talking about? The emperor, emperor of uh, Arushi vermilion. How do you spell that? It's uh, what the vermilion part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So V E R, and then million. Emperor Yarushi vermilion is two thousand dollars. So basically, yeah. I priced it out at twenty six hundred, right? So I was close. Yeah, $600 but you gotta remember off. too. But how many layers is this? Namiki has got like one of the biggest and baddest nibs out there. Mm. I don't think the platinum president nib comes close to whiffing at that thing. Oh, I don't know. This does the Namiki Emperor Vermilion Yorushi come with like a huge crazy nib? Oh yeah, it's oh. the it's the oh Mac wow Dad yeah nibs. <laughs> wow look at that thing. 
That is gorgeous. No, but but check this out though. Two thousand would be how many layers though? We need to know how many layers this has. Oh, that I I'd have to look it up. But I'm guessing because you were talking about the other Namiki pens having a whole bunch of layers. That no, the other one I was talking about has 40 layers because it's got so many layers of artwork. This one is just smooth. I'm curious to know how many this one has, being it's just smooth. Let's see if I can find anything on it here. Just this, I'm just finding like multiple layers of Urushi. I that that to me, I I need to know. I want to know. Yeah, you would think that if it was some crazy amount like forty, they would have said so. Like fifty-seven lacquer layers. I don't think that this is in the double digits. Uh Oh, it wouldn't need to be, because if you look at something like the Emperor Manakai Neko, it's ninety-six hundred dollars, or that goldfish that they were talking about. Let's see. Mm Let's do this one. We'll talk about probably its layers. You know what we should do? What's that? Ooh, this the is, this cat. is a crazy idea. We get an ebonite pen. We should have done this at the very start of the show. Mm-hmm. Get an ebonite pen, and you write the show titles like in separate layers, and then put an Arushi lacquer over it. So right now, at this moment, we'd be like 120 coats in, and this <laughs> pen be filled up with all of the show oh, titles, that's hilarious. like running all around it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So this $9,600 pen doesn't have... This one is called the Namiki Maniki Neko Limited Edition. This one doesn't say anything about how many layers it is. Hmm. That's... Mm. I just think that it's... It it really does give you a different feel than other lacquered pens, for Mm. sure. And a lot of lacquered pens, too, they carry a brass inner tubing. Mm Mm-hmm to kind of add the additional like solidness and weight to it. But I like the fact that with the Arushi lacquer, it's usually paired with ebonite, which then kind of gives it, I feel more of a lighter weight, mm-hmm. but yet significant enough because you feel you really do have a different feel of that Arushi lacquer in hand. Mm. Yeah. Can you imagine what, what someone buys a 15,000? Like I'm looking at the pilot, Emperor Goldfish, the Namiki, rather. It's fifteen thousand fucking dollars, man. It's crazy. If I had the fifteen grand, I'd be probably putting it on the side for a new car at some point. Right. Or the new roof, because I'm gonna probably need a new roof in like the next, I don't know, five to ten years or something like that. So yeah, I'm on. I'm actually at looking at nibs.com, and and apparently they're on back order for the fifteen thousand dollar pen. Oh darn! Now but I you can't know what? get it. I would put in, I would put in a jacuzzi, because I think uh, the kids would appreciate a jacuzzi. I know my son's really big into them. So. What you don't think they would appreciate an Amiki Emperor? No, mm. not in the least. Yeah, I think they'd be like, oh look, it's another pen. How much does that one cost? It'd be like fifteen thousand. They'd be like, no, you're just <laughs> pulling my leg, Dad. Yeah, Stop right. It. I wonder why they did one with goldfish, but not a betta fish. I like betta fish. I like goldfish also. Yeah, I agree. Betta fish are betta. Yeah, betta fish are. <laughs> Speaking of betta fish, I have a sad yes, announcement. We do, we do need to have have this have this moment. Yeah. So, the fish that started it all for me, our good friend, Socrates the fish, apparent. I mean, not apparently, has unfortunately died. 
May 19th, 2020. If we could have a moment of silence. Okay, so in commemoration... <laughs> Uh, what's so funny? That was a moment of silence. How long do you want this? No, it's just it's just like you cut the way that you cut into it is funny. Okay, okay. So this is not funny. I can't believe you're making a joke out of this. This is serious. I'm sorry, Socrates. <laughs> so anyway, to commemorate our good friend Socrates the fish, I am going to be conducting several giveaways over the coming weeks in honor of Socrates. One of the giveaways is going to include Pen Chalet. And basically, I'll be posting it soon, but Pen Chalet, in conjunction with me, will be giving away a Pen Chalet exclusive Lapis Lazuli Conklin Duragraph and a bottle of Blue Conklin ink. That's one of the giveaways that's coming up. I thought you said there was the Socrates ink. Wasn't there something about Socrates ink? Yes, yes. There is an ink by Noodlers called Socrates. But we decided we're just going to go with the Conklin, Conklin one. Oh, okay. To make it match with the Conklin, I guess. Yeah, gotcha. just to Conklin it, Conklin it out. You know what I mean? You know what it was is I like the idea of the name Socrates on it. Mm-hmm. But it has a picture of like old dudes in Greece wearing robes on the front. And I don't have anything against it, but it doesn't it doesn't make me think better fish. You know what I mean? It doesn't scream fish. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't scream fish. And, you know, I just... You know what does scream fish, though? What? The Penlux, Masterpiece, Delgado, Beta. Beta. Yeah, but those are all gone. No, they're not. Really? How do not I get to my... my knowledge. Do you have one of those? Or... I think uh, I think Goldspot has them. I know it's the 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 gold one was out of uh, the cherry the cherry blossom was out of stock mm-hmm. pretty quickly, but the beta yeah beta is available. Hold on, let me see. It's blue and gold, gold trim. It's got a Yovo number six nib. Ooh. Yovo number six. It's a piston filler. Where does it say beta? Oh, can you can you send one over to me? It says beta. You better believe. Look at that. It says beta. I gotta have one of those. I gotta have no, one. No, we're doing a giveaway. That's it. Well, I gotta I need we're giving one. it away. I need one for a no. picture. We're giving it away. We're gonna do one? <laughs> Let's do it. What do you think? I'll give it away. Alright. Can can you send me one so I can take pictures and make a video for the giveaway for for fuck's sake? Stop being difficult. Why do you keep asking me for things like I have access to these things at a regular yeah. I don't know, you're kinda of like <laughs> the main guy at Gold Spot. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. So no. Penlux. I I I take no responsibility mm. at all. Yeah. So yeah. So going back to the giveaway that's coming up. We're, we're doing the giveaway, and I like the idea of the Conklin ink and the Conklin pen. I don't know. I just I like keeping it. Does Penlux have an ink brand? No, they don't. Oh. But I'm sure that there's some fishy hmm. ink that we could find. Yeah. There's got to be. Yeah. There's got to be something. 
you know and that's like maybe like something said, with sailor or or like what's the other one kobe no maybe i don't know something something like that find something i mean you know what hey, though how about how about somebody send a suggestion yeah in email box let's do that yes a fishy ink to go with this pen yeah that we're going to do, do in you, honor of socrates you know what the problem with the socrates ink was the, the noodler's socrates ink was also was it's what? purple and that was the thing that was really making it difficult so for me to you need blue yeah because ba- the so- socrates was blue and like okay. i like i love that the noodler's was named socrates and so mm-hmm. or socrates but like I said, it's purple, and it doesn't even look close to blue. If it was blue, I would have definitely done it. But it's not blue. And it won't match the pen if it, the pen is blue. You know? Gotcha. So, yeah. Maybe we should... I'm going to I'm gonna spend the rest of the podcast looking at the various blue ink colors mm-hmm. on, the, uh, on the browsing feature here. Yeah. So, just... Yeah, if you just see me like staring off to the side, that's me going through, looking through all the colors. Yeah. So yeah, so like I said, we're going to be doing that with Pen Chalet. In the coming weeks, we're also going to be. I'm also going to be doing a giveaway. I'm hosting a giveaway with Luxury Brands of America. It's going to include also a blue pen and also a blue ink. And then, okay. and then as of what you just agreed to. We're doing a Penlux giveaway. We have giveaway. record of it. <laughs> yeah, we have record of it. We're going to do a Penlux giveaway. I didn't know Penlux was distributed by iToya. They are. Hmm, I didn't know that. I don't know anything about it, uh, Penlux, actually. I haven't even held one, played with one, nothing. When, like, are very they new? similar, kind of a similar story to, like, Opus. Very, very similar, where it's kind of like they were manufacturing pens like oem mm-hmm. like stuff for other people and then they decide to get into their business themselves and uh, under their own brand i see but i think they're heavily partnered in with itoya and possibly related to not related to but they do business with sailor because they've done penlux exclusive sailor inks before oh, they've done them like packaged together like the penlux mo mm-hmm. is just like when you open it up it's a, it's a sailor ink Mm. And they just they just kind of rebranded it, you know. So I think that the companies are very, like, close together in some way or another. I see. I see. So I'm looking at the Penlux brands, and I'm looking at, like, Penlux, Masterpiece, Delgado, Fountain Pen, and Cherry Blossom. And then I, mm-hmm. and then I look at these other ones. So, like, when I see something like that, I'm thinking this pen is made entirely of polymethyl methacrylate. And then the translucent ones also look polymethyl methacrylate but then i look at other ones like i don't know which one did i see where i was like grand the grand masterpiece fountain pen in wave i'll look at that and that looks yeah that's acrylic yeah that looks acrylic so it seems like the the ones made with polymethyl methacrylate are a little cheaper or is that am i incorrect because like if, if i look at koi red the one in koi red in black this mm-hmm. one looks acrylic of course, you can't really tell until you hold it in your hand and see it. But yeah, they they feel like pretty decent, especially the masterpiece grands. Mm-hmm. Those are big pens. Oh yeah, how big are you talking? Yeah, like they're like I I would say probably in that in that range of like an eight hundred 
a Souvron 800. They're they're pretty like nice hefty pens. Are they as big or as like, like an SD oversized? Oh, that's what I was about to throw up an SD oversized. Hmm. Okay, that's pretty honking. That's pretty good. Yogo yeah. nib, not too bad. But that's pretty cool. So yeah, I'm doing I'm still so looking for that ink. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like I'm gonna be doing. I mean, look at the Noodler Socrates. Do you think that Socrates? Do you think it's it's not appropriate for a blue pen? It wouldn't match, right? It's just purple. I mean, his. But the thing is, his name was was based off of Socrates, so yeah, it kind of goes in that regard. But I mean, it's, it depends on what you feel. You know, you know what I'm thinking about? We're going with the Penlux Masterpiece Delgado Fountain Pen Giveaway in Beta because of the name Beta. Right, so since we're yes. going with name, maybe we'll just go with the Socrates ink because of the name. You know what I mean? Okay. Even though it's not blue and it's purple. Well, though the beta does is blue as well. That's so true. It kind of hits on both of those areas. Yeah, that's true. So it kind of nails it. Whereas the ink is the issue with the ink is the color. Right. Mm -hmm. I want it to be blue. I don't know. Let's think about it. We have some time, yeah. so. When are you planning on doing these uh, giveaways? So the Pen Chalet giveaway is going to be sometime this week. Okay. And then the Luxury Brands one is going to be sometime next week. And then yeah. this one will be the week after. Okay. Sound good? So we have time to think. Yeah, we do have time to think and get suggestions. And so write in pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com on your opinion whether or not we should give away the bottle of Noodler's Socrates just because of the name, even though the ink is purple and it clashes and it could really tase people's OCD triggers, or if we should just find a different blue ink and please write in suggestions of blue inks that you think will go well with the Penlux Masterpiece Delgado Fountain Pen in Beta. In honor of my fish, so creates the fish who has passed on May nineteenth, two thousand twenty-two. I did my best. I did my best. I just hope I didn't fail as a fish dad somewhere along the line. You know, maybe the filter was too strong. I, mean, I don't I know. know. We were talking about this for a while ago. I think we were saying back in February, was mm -hmm. it? And you know, it's like you were saying, oh, he's not looking that good, and it, but so it's already May. Yeah. And, you know, look how far he came. So, I mean, I know fish are not, like, they're not like other animals where you could expect to have them around for a better part of a decade. Like, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to last that long. Yeah, that's true. So, that's true. you know, I, I think he had the best life that he possibly could. I hope so. I got to tell you, I try to do that with all all creatures that are under my care. And I feel, I feel like when they go, like, there's always, like, some doubt. Like, did I fuck it up? Like, did I... <laughs> Did he die because I didn't do something or I was a day late? I don't know. But yeah. it also makes me realize the animal kingdom, like one of the, I, I scroll through TikTok all the time and I'm always looking at videos and stuff. What I cannot stand is animal cruelty. I mean, no, no, no. Yeah. What, what I mean is, yes, I cannot stand it when people hurt animals, animal cruelty. But what I mean by animal cruelty is not that. What I mean is how cruel the animal kingdom is. Right, like as soon as I see like an animal eating another animal, I just scroll right past it because if you think about it, it's really, really fucked up. It's just like imagine minding your own business, you're walking around, and some fucking dude way bigger than you 
is really hungry, so he just runs up to you and starts eating your ass, right? Just tearing you into pieces, just biting into your neck and eating you alive. It's like, how fucked up is that? Like, and how worse of a way is there to die than to be eaten alive by an animal, right? That's got to suck. That's something that I hope we'll never have to experience. I'm I'm pretty sure it's you don't have to hope because nothing's going to eat you alive unless you're at, like, Yellowstone Park and you're, like, lost. And Yogi Bear walks over yeah. and he's like, hey, boo-boo. <laughs> and a bear There's a up. guy over there, the odd oik. <laughs> Here, he's pretty tasty. Well, that, they're going to they're gonna get you confused. They're going to get you. That's a pretty good impression. But they're going to get you confused for a boar because of how hairy you are. <laughs> that's why you would get eaten by a bear. But that's a fucked up way to die too, especially by a grizzly bear because grizzly bears, they're so powerful and strong, they don't even bother to like put you out of your misery first. They'll just hold you down and eat your guts out while you're like screaming until you're in shock and don't scream anymore. It's mm-hmm. fucked up. But yeah, how cruel the animal kingdom is is just brutal. Fish are savages. Let me tell you. One of my Harlequin Rasporos in my 29-gallon tank is just gone. Don't know where he went. I have five. I have no idea where he went. I scoured the tank. The only thing that I can assume... No corpse. No corpse. There's no evidence of anything. So I was Googling and researching, and I found out because my 29-gallon tank has the five Harlequin, had five, now it has four Harlequin Resboros, it has five Mollies, five Mickey Mouse Platties, a Garami. Those fish will definitely eat a dead fish. And then I was thinking, man, fishes are fucking savage. So it's like you're all swimming in a school, you know, hanging out. You start feeling a little sick, and then you just die, right? As soon as you die, instead of like your buddies being like, oh... Hank is dead. Everybody's just like, chow time, and they eat him. <laughs> it's just they ate him into nothing until he wasn't even there. Well, who's to say that they didn't spend just a brief moment just being like, let's just have a moment for our friend Hank, who lived a good life as a Harlequin Raspora, and, uh, you know, bon appetit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they said a prayer first, right? Yeah. Ah, oh, gee, I don't know, but it's animals like like there they can be cruel holy fuck they can be cruel and it's like you know what's crazy is they don't do it on purpose they're not being cruel to be cruel they're doing it because they're hungry right yeah it's 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 just a natural like there's like hey man there's food right there yeah i'm gonna eat it it's just messed up that they'll just kill something while it's alive and then eat it while it's alive you know what i mean now i have a question that's related to discussions that we've had back in February, which we did mostly in somewhat of a joking manner. But I, I am curious now, and I'm sure that our listeners will be curious to know how you have, you know, let's say properly put Socrates in his resting place. Oh, yeah. So basically I took an empty Noodler's ink bottle, cleaned it out, mm-hmm. and... What I did was, after Socrates died, I put him in that empty bottle and put him in the freezer, right? And With water inside it? No, 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 no. Just because okay. that's at work, and my commute is an hour. So uh. I left him in the freezer, and then when I brought him home, I put an ice pack in a plastic bag with the empty noodler's ink bottle with Socrates in it. 
And then I, there's a big island of grass right in front of our assigned parking spot and at home. So I just buried, dug a hole about, I want to say eight inches deep with like a little hand shovel Mm -hmm. and then dropped them from the Noodler's Ink bottle into the hole and then buried the dirt and then put the grass back on top. I figured that was better than using that plant you see behind me because the plant is only, is only like six inches wide and five inches tall. Yeah. I didn't think that smell would be that strong, but researching online, everybody is like, unless you have a plant that's like the pot is a foot and a half deep and you can really put it deep in and pack it with dirt, it's going to stink up your house. I'm like, yeah, and I could imagine a fish that's an inch and a half. I didn't think that like it would stink that bad. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. find out, but it's outside and I don't, I think that it's fine. Yeah. So that's what I, that's where I, I felt like, I felt like Socrates was an important fish moment in my life because it was Socrates that triggered the start of my fish keeping hobby. And it also made me look into my past and it kind of gave me a lot of resolution for things in the past when it came to keeping fish that kind of affected me, I guess, over time. Yeah. And I kind of came to peace with a lot of things that happened in my past because of Socrates, because I got into the hobby and stuff like that. So I felt like he was deserving of more than just a toilet flush. Yeah. You know? So that's not to say the same about all the other fish. They're getting flushed if they die, unfortunately. <laughs> or apparently eaten yeah. by the other fish. Yeah, if, you, if your corpse is left behind, you're getting flushed. Dr. Evil, though, I think I'm going to bury him if his time comes. When his time comes, I'm going to mm-hmm. bury him also. Yeah, yeah. so. Well, it's, good. it's good that you, you know, respected and honored the time that you had with. Yeah, and then Socrates. also I'm doing these giveaways that everybody can benefit from in my coping mm-hmm. of the loss of Socrates. So, you guys listening, make sure that you guys are paying attention to the Penboy Roy IG and the Penboy Roy TikTok because I'm going to be posting the videos of the giveaways and the ways to win and stuff like that on the reels and TikTok. It's going to be something. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it, but it's going to be fun. The first one, like I said, is going to be with Penn Chalet, our good friend Ronnie and Sarah Beth over at Penn Chalet. So, and then the last one is going to be with our good friends over at Gold Spot. So, be on the lookout. I'm going to do one each week and stuff. Well, speaking of giveaways as well, I, I put on the Ink Journal TikTok, and uh, Mr. Inktopus came and did his little thing on on the uh, Instagram and TikTok about uh, about sending in questions to the Pentertainment Podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a few yeah, weeks ago. No, it was like that was last week. Oh, seems like such a long time ago. Yeah, remember when I did like the the well, uh, Mister Mr. Inktopus did the very like thick accent. You and... almost slipped up and gave it away just now. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I had seen one one recent email. Mm-hmm. So this was like a one out of one sort of chance right here. Somebody just took advantage of it. So uh, Philip hand wrote an email to us. Uh, regarding cartridges versus converters, and I could read that uh, for us here. Oh wait, this uh, is the says, this is the one where he used his fantastic fucking handwriting. Yeah, it 
just is on, amazing. Uh, on French ruled paper, no less. Yeah, and it's in Spencerian style. It's fantastic. It's mm-hmm. just ridiculous how good his handwriting looks. Yes, well deserved uh, ink flight going over to Philip here. So he wrote, he writes, uh, I think. I like using cartridges more than converters. After buying several Lamis and not wanting to buy a converter each time, I decided to just clean and reuse the cartridge instead. Cleaning a cartridge with a syringe is faster, easier, and more thorough than a converter, not to mention cartridges seem to hold more ink. What do you guys think? Hmm. So actually, this ties in perfectly with a quick tip video that was done on the gold spot youtube channel Mm -hmm. which was how to syringe fill an ink cartridge Mm. which actually is out of practicality because i decided to do that for my kaveco iridescent pearl sport Mm -hmm. that i bought because of the fact that i'm you know i like the slide converter that that kaveco makes for the sport at least it kind of it does the job it's supposed to Mm -hmm. But still, the capacity has something to be desired. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to reuse this cartridge that came with the pen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just play around with this and see you see what that's all about. Because usually I don't syringe fill my cartridges. Mm-hmm. I usually do use converters or I use piston fillers mostly. So this was kind of a new experience for me as well. And, and decided to do a video instructional on it. And I like it. I think I will I will do that for that particular pen because mm. I like the fact that the cartridge fills more than the slide converter and I also like the fact that you do get it cleaner. I feel you get it cleaner quicker w- with the syringe. Yeah, sure. You just have to be careful that you don't walk around giving people the impression at work you're a crackhead if you drop your syringe or something like that. Right, because every time you accidentally sees that, there's always going to require some sort of an explanation. Just be aware. Listen, look, look, (laughs) look. I'm a pen addict, not a real Uh, drug addict or anything like that. So listen, four days ago, you got a comment by Nadir Ali, and it looks like one of these spam fucking comments. It's where is this comment at the bottom of your video? It says 1640 timestamp. That outfit drives me. Kimmy dash Jaka dot monster nuts on you, <laughs> and you have that curvy body. You did a good job modeling it too. Also, like the last outfit, twenty eleven. Love how the garter belt connects to the stockings and sheer top. What the fuck? Yeah, like, they pe- were clearly looking at that video. I'm reporting and it, seeing me with the garter top and the yeah, all that fun stuff yeah it's just it's what 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 kind of nonsense it's just bullshit i'm putting it as pornography or sexually explicit material oh you know what that that was my dad that actually wrote that comment what's that by the way oh he calls you my dad wrote that comment he makes comments about how sexy and curvy you are wearing an outfit (laughs) and a garter belt sometimes he likes to drop in yeah yeah no i hear you i hear you i actually typically don't use i don't ink fill cartridges very often Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know But why. you do use a syringe to clean converters, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Or sometimes if I'm too lazy even for that, you know how some faucets have, like you turn on the water, it comes out of the faucet at the sink in the kitchen, but then there's like a little right. handle that's connected to a hose and you can pull yes. it up. So when you spray it, it sprays out in like, it sprays out like a shower head. Like there's like, right. like half a millimeter 
wide streams of water coming out in a circle formation and there's like three like a dozen of them right i'll just aim one of those streams straight into the converter instead of use the syringe because after you use the syringe you have to well actually if you use a syringe to ink to fill a converter you have to clean it so i'm lazy to do that and also sometimes i'm just too lazy to grab the syringe and fill a cup of water and then draw out water from the syringe and then squirt it in. You know what I mean? I'm just being really, really lazy, so I'll just use the handle. I don't know what that handle thing is called on the kitchen sink. Yeah. Do you know, have you ever played the prank where you put like a rubber band around the handle so that it presses down and you just like leave it there so that when the next person comes and uses the sink, they think that they're going to flip open and use the actual sink, but that little handle thing starts squirting them instead. Yeah. So the only person that I could possibly do that to is my wife, and I will not <laughs> fuck with her on that one. She, she, she'll get she'll – that is the la- – she is the last person I would ever do that to. No way I'm doing that. I wish I wish there was somewhere I could do that to someone. That's hilarious. Mm. Yeah. Man, that's hilarious. I just – I do not have the no way. I'm never doing that to my wife. I'm telling you right now. She's so pissed. <laughs> You'll probably get like roundhouse kicked in the face. After oh that. yeah, there's gonna be they'll they'll be hell to pay with that. Fuck that. Fuck that noise. <laughs> I am not doing that. Maybe if I had someone come over, I would have to set up a camera. That would be funny. Should give you a heart stopper punch. Yeah. Just knock you flat on your ass. Yeah, I'm not doing that shit. No way, Jose. <laughs> Yeah. So what did you upload this today? Oh, no, this is four days ago. How to fill an ink syringe. Yeah. Hmm. This is uh, Friday, I think. Hmm. So It's very good. Just actually video. did a video uh, today on the Waldman Tango Imagination. Which one? The Dark Teal? No, no. Haven't uh, haven't gotten the Dark Teal yet. Oh, I did okay. them on the original set. Sweet. sweet. Getting ready for the Dark Teal, the North American exclusive. Dark Teal's going to be cool, man. Very nice. Oh, so I got some stuff coming towards my way. I'll talk about it. I got the Mayora Adventus. That's going to be really okay. fun. I like that. And a Paniter, and a Paniter La Granda Beleza Rocco. So I love the pedigree of the Rocco, and I'll tell you why. It's okay. 200 and change for the pen, but it's made of Italian acrylic. It has a piston filler, a stainless steel black Bach nib, and here's the important part. The black section with the ink window is also stainless steel colored black, and mm-hmm. the reason why that's important is because if it were plastic, there's going to be those little circles or those little ovals that are the ink window on the section. And then that frame always seems to crack right where the little ovals are because it's so thin. But if it's metal, it's not going to. So there's that. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually looking forward to getting that and then making some content on that and stuff. Hey, I was looking for the going back to the Platinum Izumo on Goldspot. You guys don't have that? Uh, no, the Platinum Izumo is not one of the items that it's carried on Goldspot. Why not? That's a good question. I can't. It's, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty pricey pen, and uh, I know that in general platinum pens are platinum pens are really good. It's just uh, it's just is a is a matter of stocking some of the more expensive stuff. No, I hear you. Uh, it's it's probably hard. Chris. But the thing is, though, at the same time, 
the price being $740 can't be the only reason. Is there, because you have pens that are more than that. What's the other reason? No, well, it's, uh, so like there's, there's not that many, there's not that many pens, at least that, at least with the, the particular clientele of, of, uh, you know, that, that are usually patronizing at gold spot, um, that, that like usually are in that price range that could be accessible, not necessarily accessible, but that somebody could could feasibly buy. So so that in general, you know, some of the ones that are more successful would be, let's say, the Damikis, uh, the the higher end pilots, the um, uh, the Leonardos, for example, uh, is another one. Um, but there's there's some that, let's say, for example, we had the Peniter, um, the Forge Carbon remember that from a while ago yeah so uh, eventually at some point like there are some you know extensions of this rule to say like oh let's try seeing this pen here and see how this how well this does but then it tends to get pulled back once those things are not as as successful you know as as uh as 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 was hoped originally so okay yeah i kind of got what you're saying but it's something that's it's just the, you're saying basically the patronizers of gold spot they go for different they're not into pens at that price point unless it's something i guess more significant or right well let me just i'll just put it this way is that is that generally the you know the like the the team is more willing to let's say experiment at like a price point that we know the customer base is very familiar with and that would would let's say just take a gamble on like us like well as as a company would be willing to let's say you know buy uh x amount of some of these pens that are like a lower price point like a 50 dollar 100 dollar price point is usually very comfortable but the 500 to a thousand dollar is not really okay so you're the, saying the price the bread and butter per se so it's it's very very selective about that I price see. point. so level. you're saying the price point is uncomfortable for you to experiment with not necessarily the customer or buyer well for, yeah, and that, for well, gold that, spot. that also takes two it takes two to tango because if customers were very like uh, you know very aggressive about let's say buying you know x pens that are five hundred thousand dollars sure that would not be a problem to to have them readily available but you know would you have all of your pens be of that level like a like let's say a nibs.com or or like a bitner or like fountain pen hospital i know has a lot of very high-end limited editions and things like that but it's not you know it's just it's just you have to kind of know your your clientele Mm. Uh, know your patrons and your your audience to kind of say okay well i know generally like we could you know that that people are into this but not so much this they don't come to us for these really high-end you know type of platinum pens or something like that but well but like that's that comes to trying them every once in a while and that's for example is like some of the visconti limited editions like some of the visconti limited editions will hit the hit the website and they just sit there for you know few years or something like that yeah. no one ever buys it so it's like they'll they'll get you know they'll get tested every once in a while to see hey is this possible have you ever tested a platinum izumo not not yet not this moment but so then we, ha- i mean other high-end platinums like let's say the limited edition uh three thirty seven seventy sixes, yes but 
not not something as high as an Azumo yet. So then how so. would you know that people wouldn't buy it if generally well, that's what you, you gotta test it out. Yes. Gotta gotta Because I'm saying yeah. generally, for example, if I was a consumer of Gold Spot and I'm like, Oh, let me see if they have the platinum Azumo and it's not there I'm not going to be like, hey, are you going to carry it? Can you get one for me? I'm just going to go to the next website that has it. So you won't know that I tried or I was willing right. to. So if you actually give it a shot, maybe that person won't go to the other website to buy it. You won't know until you try. Maybe it's yeah. time to well, try. Well, the other aspect of it too is that in general, most of the items on the website are like I'm saying like 99% of the items are in the – anything that says it's in stock, it's actually – physically in stock it's ready to go like mm -hmm. it's it's there so when it comes to kind of being more speculative about it and this is some discussions that we have some with some vendors that are like oh why don't you pre-sell it why don't you just put it up on the website and then if you sell it we'll ship it and it's like uh, it doesn't really sit well with us because not only does it kind of leave the opportunity for let's say a back order or a discontinued item to happen where the customer orders it and then it doesn't arrive because oh well now the vendor doesn't have it and it's on back order or it's been discontinued now there's a, a lapse in faith here because the customer says oh well your your website allowed me to order it why why couldn't you just tell me it was like out of stock or that it was going to take this long whatever you know we don't we don't know that so that's that's the kind of issue that we get into with some of the more um you know the, the more the more newer items and plus two is that you would want to have some experience with it so if you want to send me the Izumo and then i'll play around with it and then i'll let you know what i think and then i could you know possibly order it that that could be another route you know what i'm saying you could send me pens too you, if you'd like you you're not getting my Izumo, so fuck all that noise <laughs> but what but why did you bring that up why did you bring up the idea of it not being on your website and if the customer because i was just talking about giving the Izumo a chance and I totally understand you don't want to sell something that's not physically in your hand, which also raises questions for me too. Like, what happens if there's one pen left and two people order it at the exact same time? Then what? You know what I mean? So anyway, but going back, I don't, I wasn't at all suggesting that you should put it on your website for people to buy it, even though you don't physically have it. I was just saying. Oh, maybe yeah. because that's usually the next step in the conversation that this usually goes with when I when we talk to vendors. Because usually they'll be like, "Oh, why don't you try this?" and and that would be the next oh, step. Oh, I like, see. Oh, why don't you just put the why don't you just put the information on the website and you could have it on you know we could order yeah. it and then we could drop ship it or or you know you could buy it and we're like the next time zone over so you'll get it like the next day or whatever mm -hmm. and I mean that was something that was going on very early on when I started working at Goldspot and I could tell you that that was not the way to go mm. that was not the way uh, I liked doing things it just it just left a lot of uh it left a lot of people with some bad taste in their mouth I could that. I could definitely and, see I now I understand why you brought that up even though I wasn't like I'm not trying to sell you on ordering the pens I don't, I don't give a shit I was just like too bad you don't have them because I think if people you oh, know if you if you tell me that this this pen's great and that and that oh man you should really have these on the website because I would be looking for them and, and pointing people in there in your direction to buy them i'm gonna ge generally be interested in it mm -hmm. but like there's just so many of course there's like so many different brands and pens that are still you know not part of the catalog but i'm just giving you some of the reasons why that might mm. you know that might be at this point yeah but, i mean you're 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 opening me up to these other 
opportunities mm-hmm. here that you are experiencing these pens firsthand. So. Yeah. But going back to my other question, what does happen if you physically have like one pen left of something <laughs> like that and then there's two people on opposite sides of the country or in this in the wherever and they both hit order at the same time? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, so one of them would have had to check out like just a fraction of a something like a millisecond right before the other like the way that the order like q would uh, i i don't know how it would be handled that way it it may just end up whatever one that got tiered second Mm -hmm. like when both orders hit whatever one came right after that would probably be the one that doesn't get the okay item. so you know, like, like that does that the it would com- just come back and say oh sorry it's out of stock so the computer automatically keeps track of the stock and the number of orders against it and stuff like that right so if there's just one pen left in, in inventory on the website whoever is going to buy that whoever's going to add to cart and then check out the quickest is going to get that item so and what then stops- if somebody else is just like the fraction of a second behind then it's going to at the very end when it has like when you're placing order, it'll come back and say, "Sorry, this product's not." Okay. Uh, not so what what secures it? The actual purchase or putting it in the cart? The purchase. Does. Oh, I see. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, adding it to cart won't won't secure it. You gotta you gotta hit that checkout. Mm. You know, yeah, you gotta complete it. Gotcha. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Can you imagine if all this yep. shit is not computerized? How would you do this? You know what I mean? Oh man, that's back in the mail order days. Yeah, it's like I, I remember getting people faxing and sending mail orders, and, and I'm like, what, what happened to that? Yeah, you, know? you used to actually have on the back cover designed uh, in the very early issues of the Gold Spot catalog used to be an order form mm-hmm. that people could tear out of the back cover, and then they could send it in uh, via mail, and they could put like their check or money order with it. That's how I used to order Archie Comics or Archie Archie Comics Digests. Do you remember? Yeah. Those there would mm-hmm. be like an order form in the back. I would get the subscription and stuff like that. I do enjoy these physical catalogs. I just for Goldspot and Farnays yeah. and stuff. I just never use them though. I like I'll flip through them, but I'll never actually ever use them. You know what I mean? Like use them as reference or something. No, because everything is on the internet or on my phone. You know what I mean? Well, the articles aren't, though. I just realized that there are articles in it. Like, this one has one with Peter Draws in it. Yeah, and there's the one that has you in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a while ago. (laughs) I should have, like, archived that and put it up on my wall or something like that. Yeah, it should definitely get uh, framed or something. Man, you put a lot of fucking work into this shit, don't you? Yeah, usually start in August mm. because we because usually we want to send it to press in early October. Yeah, for for being printed and and mailed in November. Mm-hmm. And so it's a it's a uh, it is a very intensive process. Lots of photography going on. Lots of uh, calling up vendors and you know checking up prices and. Uh, laying out the design and figuring out it's like oh, okay well who are we but like content wise what are we putting mm-hmm. in like what pens are going to be featured and you have to plan this out months in advance because it of course comes at the most critical time being that so many vendors will be launching new products especially fourth quarter fountain pen day black friday december christmas time everything mm. you have so many different new items that are slated usually for the fourth quarter to 
you know, to really push sales. So of course there's going to be, if you're, if you're working on a, on, on a piece of content in, in August for something that's going to come in November, you got to be ahead of schedule. Uh, Farney's does the same thing too. They usually, they have the advanced jump on a lot of different new releases mm. because they have to ask for them beforehand. They work on their catalog, uh, you know, very, you know, months in advance so that yeah. they know the things that are coming down the pipeline. Oh, you have the Namiki Emperor Yurushi for $2,000 in mm-hmm. the catalog. See, this is what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. You have the Namiki Emperor Yurushi, which is $2,000. It's in the was it in the Grail Pens uh, top top five Grail Pens. It's top five oversized Grail Pens page, right? Okay. But mm-hmm. why not? Why not a Nizumo? It's a lot more accessible to people looking at this catalog than two thousand dollars, right? Because think about it. I will. I will look. I will look at the Izumo now. You're I just convincing me on the Izumo. I really. You're, you're doing a better job than Bryce is at <laughs> trying to convince me to buy pens. I'm just saying I have one and I. I certainly <laughs> love it. And this one is a fine. And then the way it writes, 18 karat gold nib, it writes so well. And like I said, there's a je ne sais quoi about this pen. It's got. It's not just. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. It's not just a cigar either. It's got like a, like a. Almost like a, I don't know how to explain. What would you explain this as? Can you see it? It has like a. It's got, yeah, it's got kind of. Uh, a contour to it. Very nice contour to it. Yeah. It's got a very voluptuous sort of look about it. Yeah. Very classy. It's a larger pen. I don't know. I'm just really impressed with it. You know, I just think cool. I just think that you should look at it. It's nice. You would like it. I have the green right. one with the green on it, but the red is nicer. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to get this one because it's green. But listen, having said that, I think we need to call it a, a night because I have studying to do. So let me just put it there. All right. For everybody listening, thanks again for listening. And make sure you keep your eyes out on my IG in regard to the giveaways for the Socrates the Fish commemorative giveaways. Thanks again for listening. Love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay engaged. And not stinky.